And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, Brave Makers, this is Tony Gapastone, episode 51 coming at you. This is being recorded on March 14th, Saturday, and this is a very interesting time here in 2020. We are, gosh, coming off of the news uh, that we are in a state of emergency, according to reports of the coronavirus, COVID-19, and multiple contagious Episodes that are being reported, people are being uh, sick, and uh, this is lingering for two weeks in most people, and it's spreading pretty fast, and we have now been told that uh, schools are shut down, film festivals like South by Southwest, the SF Film Festival, music festivals like Coachella and Stagecoach, multiple local theaters, my heart goes out to Hill Barn and Broadway by the Bay. Now, SF uh, Broadway shows have been put on hold. Broadway in New York has been put on hold for a month. Uh, My kids' school is now shut down for three weeks going into their spring break, so they will be home for one straight month. We have had to obviously, unfortunately, cancel our March 30th film screening of The Illegal with filmmaker Donish Renzu and actor Suraj Sharma. It is a really sad time right now. I am... Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of at this really interesting place, um, keeping it together, that's for sure. As the executive director of Brave Maker, you know, we are a nonprofit, as you know, and we are not even in our second year yet. I mean, we're a year and a half-ish old. We're almost hitting two years, but we're still scrapping by, thankfully, with all of your generosity and support. It is fueled by such amazing and passionate volunteers. In fact, we had a meeting this Tuesday um, earlier in the week to celebrate Rebecca, who usually hosts this podcast with me, and her husband, Roberto, who are welcoming baby Luca in. So on the 10th, March 10th, we were kind of teetering. Should we go? We had a vote. We were looking at reports of other groups that were canceling, and basically it was like if you were over 250, you needed to cancel. Our capacity right now is 200 for our screening for because that's what the theater holds. So we thought, okay, we're going to be okay. We'll sanitize everything. And we'll wipe it all down. We're going to pass out, you know, gloves if necessary and masks. And then, you know, three days later, it was like total shutdown across the country, if not the world. Productions are shutting down. One of our uh, alumni, uh, Isabella Alvarez, who was shooting her pilot, she was she started in the film Collisions that we showed at the film festival 2019. She was in uh, Canada, Montreal, I believe, shooting a pilot that she just booked for CW, and they shut down production. So this is a big, big deal. 
people are talking about the economy, and this isn't news to many of you who are listening. If it is news, I'm sorry to be the person to break it. It is a really devastating time. And as a nonprofit that is a community nonprofit, I have to say, yeah, I am really concerned about what this is going to do to us. I'm hoping and praying that this goes quickly. You know, I'm reading different articles and trying to also protect my mind because some of the things I read can really be uh, alarming. Uh, I don't follow the stock market intentionally on a regular basis, but I've dabbled and looked and, you know, there's huge drops in numbers. So, man, it is a... it is, a, is it a time for us as we're, you know, being told to isolate and what they're calling practice social distancing, meaning we really shouldn't be out and about. We should be at home, hungered down, uh, even going to, you know, church gatherings. I'm someone who's a person of faith and another part of my life is I lead and host a weekly gathering. So I, not only am I running this nonprofit, but I'm now... Uh, making these decisions on behalf of a a community of really only about 70 or 80 people, but it takes all this communication. So it's a really interesting time where I just feel out of control. I don't know what's going to happen. Trying to take it one day, let alone one minute or one hour at a time and breathe and go, okay, this is going to pass. We're going to be okay. It really hurt to have to cancel the 30th. Then not only did we have to, you know, communicate to our audiences and social media and email, but I had to cancel flights and hotel stuff and talk to our filmmaker and our actor and just a bummer coming from New York and L.A. So here, so here's the deal. Right now, we know we're not having a March event. We're not going to plan anything in April. Our film festival in May, May 15 to 17, is not canceled yet. We're going to wait till the middle of April and see what's going to happen. So right now we're going to hope that we can still do our film festival in May, but knowing that public safety is first, so we will definitely postpone if we have to. We've already spent and invested thousands of dollars in promotion and renting and deposits and marketing and my office is already filled with banners with our dates on it, so that will be a big, big loss to us being such a small nonprofit. um, We're already having sponsors not uh, come through and pull out and um, sponsors saying, what's going to happen? You know, if you don't have it in May, can we get our money back? And I've just said, hey, we're going to have it at some point. So I hope you won't pull your, your financial support. So, so I'm going to ask you as faithful listeners, if you could consider supporting us and becoming a contributor, a monthly contributor, even 25 bucks a month helps us, $100 a month, or one-time gifts if you're feeling extra generous. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and it's all tax deductible. It can really help what we're doing. The other side of things is that um, we, are, we are now seeing opportunities to use Zoom and our virtual technology. I'm going to be hosting, I do already host it live, uh, a screenwriting class once a month, and we're going to move it to Zoom. So maybe you're listening and you're somewhere like in the middle of the country and you wanted to work on a screenplay. Well, you can do it through your computer. Uh, I'll send you a Zoom link. It costs 25 bucks for an hour and a half. What a deal. And that's all tax deductible as well. If you want to be a part of it, email me at Tony at BraveMaker.com, and that's March 19th. And as this uh, virus response continues, we'll find more opportunities to offer things like this uh, virtually for you to connect. I also want to draw your attention to our website where you can look at our fiscal sponsors, our fiscal sponsees. We have three filmmakers, Daryl Jones, Samad Damanhuri, and Terry Smith, who just launched her first short 
film and a live action film called Scarlet Thread. But love you to look at all three of those projects and consider getting behind them and supporting them. Maybe you have a heart for animation and you have a heart for uh, equitable opportunities for women. Sama and Terry are both women who are on our roster. Maybe you are someone who cares about racial justice and you want to really invest into a story that elevates black lives. Uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi story about the Roxy Theater that's by Daryl Jones would be a great one for you to support. So check out our website. Go to bravemaker.org and you can look up the fiscal sponsees. Click on it and you'll see filmmakers and you can read a little bio about the project and click on those to give if you want to support. Great opportunities right there. I also wanted to take a few minutes and just respond to our February event. Our February event was a film called Burden. Uh, that was episode 49 of the podcast that you can listen to the director and the producer talk about their experiences making that film. Um, <clears throat> I, we did get some significant feedback from some of our audiences about the the story and about the content of the film. Uh, we did give a precaution that it was... No, no, no indie films when they're shown are, are, are rated uh, because they're independent films, which means they're you know made independently and until they get distribution or on some sort of platform like Netflix or Amazon or in a theater, the Motion Picture Association does not give it a rating for audiences. So in many cases, uh, we are screening films knowing that they could very well be PG-13 and rated R. Now, Burden got a rating of an R. Uh, before we screened the film, I, I gave an audience like warning, if you will, saying that, hey, this is, includes strong language uh, and, and racial violence, so viewer discretion advised. So there were some people that said that it was a tough watch, and it did incite some really good conversation, but also hard conversation. Uh, even, I'd say, some viewers questioned why we chose this film uh, to be a Brave Maker selection. And I, I, I value that, and I can see why there would be some skepticism or maybe some critical response toward the film because it does, you know, it had strong racial slurs are used, that it is a violent film that contains violence against black people. And from you know, from our own Rebecca Amosa, when she was sharing in our panel discussion, she asked the director how a storyteller needs to be responsible about telling stories that include this type of violence. Because in many films that are out today, there is an exhaustion in regards to these types of films. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that we had Robbie Brenner, producer, and Andrew Heck, who, who was the director, a part of our panel. And we always say that the people who come onto our it, into our events uh, don't always have all the answers. We don't call it a Q&A. We call it a Q&R. I stole that from someone else. Uh, we can do our best just to respond to the questions that were posed to us. And I did hear some feedback that there was some frustration uh, in some of the responses to those questions that came uh, when it, especially when it came to the tension around the injustice to the black community. And I, I agree. I, I feel convicted that we could have held that conversation better on February 24th. Maybe even in my podcast, if I go back and listen to it. 
we we felt limited. I felt, and I'll put this on me, I felt in some sense limited with the amount of time and I wished I would have thoughtfully responded better. I'll put that uh, in this way. I would. I wish I would have said, you know what, I am, as a white privileged person, I am really aware of the fact that I need to learn uh, and listen better. And sometimes some of these media portrayals actually contribute more negatively to how black people are portrayed. Uh, and this particular film, although I think it really is really good, and I still am glad we had it, was probably more for the white community, uh, for us to see the, um, the reality of white aggression against black community. The, the story is about a, a white person with extreme racism, obviously a KKK member, who changed. Uh, and uh, although I do believe his relationship with the Pastor Kennedy, a black man, was a part of that, uh, many people gave me the, the, the awareness that the story really seemed to be about a love story changing him, a love story with another white woman, not a black family. <clears throat> That's definitely a way to look at it. And, uh, you know, some really intentional words from the main a subject named Mike Burden, who even in the credits he stated, if you know, it was the love of Judy, his his wife, that really helped him to become less racist. And so I think there was some some honest uh, evaluation from some people that said, you know what, I wish it would have been a different take. Potentially, I wish it would have been the hero of the story, uh, a black person instead of a white person. So I'm just sharing this because I have really been wrestling through it. I'm not saying that that's right or that's wrong necessarily. It's just uh, a way to look at it, and, and I think it's an important way to look at it. So I'm taking that in and wanted to do due diligence to share that to our audiences because I want Brave Maker to be making an impact in culture around racism. I want there to be less racism because of the work that we're doing, not more. Uh, and I don't and and I don't want that work of creating less racist people or, or helping to raise up anti-racist white people. Make that really clear. Anti-racist white people. I don't want that to be at the expense and the exhaustion of the black community. Meaning, I heard someone say sometimes when we watch things that uh, even though it's not true or it's a fictional portrayal, sometimes our bodies or our minds and our emotions don't know that. And that was coming from a black person, and I really appreciate that. I think that's a really interesting thing about that. Uh, there's so much racial injustice portrayed in media, like broadcast media, that is that is true or really happening in the world, and how that affects us or how that affects a black person. And think about then when we have that fictionally portrayed in a film that even though it's fictional, it still has that same impact as if someone was watching it on a real broadcast. So I'm taking all this in. <laughs> I am really convicted and humbled. Um, yeah, so if you all have any thoughts or concerns or observations, I welcome you to send them to me, Tony at BraveMaker.com. We want to do better here at BraveMaker, and uh, I think the, this film was important, and I, I really appreciated that I heard, heard from both people of color and the Caucasian audiences about how there were similar concerns felt. But I also heard many people of all colors as well saying they were really glad we showed the film and it was impactful and this film needs to get out there. So 
I hope we can all hold that uh, with compassion and grace together and not, um, yeah, not dismiss the opportunities to learn and to listen. That's why we're here. We're here to create opportunities for empathy and to foster inclusion in this public way. Although it's on hold because of the coronavirus, COVID-19. I keep saying that. I keep saying COVID-19 because for whatever reason, I feel bad that it's called the coronavirus. Because corona means crown. And it's also a beer, a company that's trying to um, <laughs> do well. Uh, a Mexican company is actually having negative impact because of the stupid name. Anyway, side, side note. So I keep saying COVID-19. So yes, until we're able to have these public gatherings, we'll continue to try and foster these conversations for diversity, justice, inclusion on our social media. Uh, this is the first podcast uh, in this COVID-19 season. I'm going to be populating more because I'll have time because I'm not doing screenings and organizing these types of events right now. If you want to support us, you can go to bravemaker.com and there's a donation link. If you want to use your phone, you can just literally type the word bravemaker, one word, no spaces, bravemaker, and text it to 44321 and you'll get a link and you can give with your credit card right through your phone. Pretty cool. Cool. All right. This is March. We're going to have more interviews coming up so please like this share it send us uh, write us a rating on your itunes or apple or wherever you listen to podcasts because that helps us get the word out share it on your social media and if you have anything you'd like to talk about or things brave makers should consider talking about let us know because we're trying to find alternative ways to reach and connect with our audience all right till then brave stories change the world and you are the story Tony Gapastone chiming in to let you know you're listening to Beats made by Neil Swanee. You can find him in the show notes, Instagram at Swanee Beats.
Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating and share with a friend. Want to be social? Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brave Maker Inc.